Hello. Welcome. We are the three intern ministers at Community Church of New York in Manhattan. We three interns are Unitarian Universalists in the process of becoming ordained clergy. In this podcast, we delve into the life of an intern minister. We explore the ways our lives and internships intersect and how this is ministerial formation. I'm Megan Henry. I'm Anthony Cruz. I'm Carrie McAvoy. And we're... Ready Up! Hello, friends. It's wonderful to be here together again. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Carrie. And um, I'm Megan. And hello to our listeners and viewers. We are so excited to be on episode three of our Revving Up podcast. And thank you so much for your comments and your letters to podcast at ccny.org. It's been fun to see the engagement and very rewarding. So thank you all for being a part of our little growing community here. Special thanks to our viewer, Alan, and his suggestion to do a show about UU seasonal rituals and um, holidays and how we celebrate. So we're going to delve into doing a little bit of that next week. Thank you so much for that suggestion. And if other folks out there have things that you would like to hear about from we three interns at Community Church of New York, we would love to hear from you. So please do reach out at podcast at ccny.org. And today we are talking about theological formation and theory versus praxis. Yeah, this topic came from one of uh, the people who responded to our survey and they wanted to know um, how we put into practice what we learned in seminary or what we are learning in seminary. And is there a connection between theory and practice? So that just reminds me of how, um, since all three of us are going to meet at the Lombard Theological School in Chicago, how um, the, our school kind of has a different model than other seminaries where we are actually serving as interns while we are going into seminary. In fact, um, those of us in the Masters of Divinity program start as early as our second of three years. So we're really um, getting thrown in with limited book knowledge, right? And uh, I think the, the whole reason behind that is because it, it is so rich to be putting into practice what you're learning at the same time as you're learning it. And there is a huge connection between theory and practice or in fancy seminarian speak, we talk a lot about praxis. Um, so how does that play out for you two? Thank you, Carrie, for that invitation. Um, and thank you for the audience to really guiding this conversation as well through the different emails and messages that they sent to us. Um, at least for me, I would say that I think it's a really fascinating um, dynamic to engage because first of all, we, we would need to look at history, right? And see where in history did theology first form as an academic discipline, right? And what particular traditions um, gave it that identity? And then 
where does, for example, a tradition like Unitarian Universalism come into play in that conversation of the different traditions that have emerged um, since then? And then how does that then impact our communities and our congregations, given the multiplicity of identities and just religious practices that are contained within um, any UU congregation, right? How do we address that? And I think for me, um, theological formation is, is a tool, it's a lens that we can utilize to inform the way in which we are approaching our members and our community, but it is actually through relationship, right? It's, it's getting to know the, the people, um, where the congregation is located, when you come in to be an intern, who is the senior um, minister or clergy, right? And that particular relationship that then informs and develops this container where you're able to then contextualize both the theology as well as the practice of you being an intern minister. Yeah, I, I hear that. It's so, it's, it's just really interesting the way that we do come in as interns um, while we are studying in seminary. So I, I actually love the way that this program is done. It's one of the reasons that I chose to go to Meadville Lombard because I, I'm, a, I'm a learn by doing kind of person. <laughs> and I just like the idea of just like being in, in school because I've, I have another master's and it's, it's in religious studies and it's very, very intellectual, very heady. And um, so for me, one of the reasons that I actually decided to go, like rather than to go the academic route with my career and to go into working in um, congregational and faith community life was because I wanted to be more doing, right? I wanted to do more, be in, in I, I wanted to be able to do things. I wanted to be able to be an activist. I wanted to be engaging with people long-term over the course of many years, as opposed to like the university relationship, which is like you get to know students for a semester or maybe during their career and then they're gone. Um, or I mean, during their time at the school and then they're gone. So I, um, I see the way that Meadville has this set up as, you know, we're in classes um, that actually go along with our internship. So for, uh, it's a formation class. So the things that we're reading about systems theory and family systems theory and um, dynamics between people, it's like, oh, then I see that playing out in the community as, and I can try something. I can um, think, oh, well, yeah, there's, I, I'm not thinking of a great example right now, but just, you know, something that I read about, um, it's important to then try it out and then see, and, and being an intern is a time when we are able to practice this work, to learn, and we need to try things out in a space that is a learning environment because we will make mistakes, right? So being able to make mistakes, like having the, the, the readings and the seminary part, then doing it in the congregation or in the faith community, and then learning from it and thinking about it and then coming back and trying again. Um, has been uh, really, really super useful. And I'm just now finishing up, or Carrie and I both are just now finishing up our first year of doing that. So we have a whole nother year <laughs> to learn and practice, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm also thinking about how not only does the theory inform the practice, but the practice 
helps me understand the theory better. Um, so, uh, you know, students bring in their experiences of trying to put these theories into practice and having those, those actual situations to tease apart um, helps me conceptualize what the theories are. Um, so it's, it's definitely, um, I think the, the question in the survey was, what is the relationship between them? And it's, it's definitely a synergistic thing. It's, you, um, you learn so much going to the, from the theory to the practice, but then from the practice back to the theory. And um, I think also one of the things that, um, this, this is sounding like a, a uh, advertisement for Miva Lombard, but um, of course that's our model. Um, yeah, that they, um, they reinforce these, these theories all along the way. Um, I think all three of the classes I'm taking right now, we're talking about adaptive leadership and uh, which is super important during these times of pandemic when there's, we're all, all of the people working in churches are just trying to figure out what does a religious community look like in a time of social distancing. Um, so I, I really appreciate this, this concept of adaptive leadership where you're really, um, I think one of the most, uh, something that you touched on, Megan, about how it's trying stuff out and how that is very much um, my experience of being an intern where we are expected to make mistakes and, and it's actually a safe container in which to make mistakes. We, um, it's, it reminds me of um, learning to ski where if you, if you don't fall down, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> I um, am interested in hearing some more about what Anthony had brought up earlier when we were like before we came on and we're discussing what we were going to talk about. Um, if you feel comfortable right now transitioning to that, Anthony, it would be really cool to hear. Um, you really got me got me interested there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Um, I think that the conversation about how does theology develop and how is it, for example, formed, right? It's really something that's important in terms of how we begin to do ministry. How do we begin to relate to community, right? Because as we know within Unitarian Universalism and maybe even other traditions and religions, there is a spectrum, right? Um, even if they're Jewish or they're humanist or they're atheist or fill in the blank, there's always a spectrum of where do they fall both philosophically um, in terms of their political ideologies, but at the same time, for example, how they view um, philosophical thought and religious and theological discourse as well, right? And so even if all three of us are going to meet Vo Lombard and doing our respective degrees, the way in which we for example, use our hermeneutical tools to interpret and engage theology might be completely different, right? Um, which I think it's, it's one of the richness uh, around going to theology school. It's actually in that process of getting academic formation and having your congregational internship or placement, how in that whole process, there's the human dimension of it where you're making call, um, friendships and you're making colleagues and 
just engaging in what does that mean in my particular context that is completely different from my friend who might be doing his internship or her internship in Wisconsin, right? It's a completely different um, way and lifestyle, for example. And then that happens in theology as well, right? Are we using a constructive framework? Are we using like a renewal understanding of theology? Are we using a humanist lens to theology? Um, and, and all just the richness that exists but I think where all of it comes together, in my opinion, is that it all comes down to the human person, right? We are the people that are doing the interpretation. We are the ones that are really creating this space for dialogue and discussion, not only individually, but placing that um, to the service of the communities. And so I think that having that understanding, at least for me, keeps me on my toes to making sure that I am not just speaking from one lens, but actually always understanding that it is an open-ended question, that it's not just one answer or one frame, but it's many at the same time. And how do we then um, create that for the community to then engage as well, who might not necessarily have a theological or religious background, but might have um, social sciences or a scientific formation and how all of that is also part of the conversation. And I love that there are three of us interns working together. And so we get to have these really awesome cohort conversations where we bring, you know, our different lenses together, but yet we're all serving the same congregation. It's, it's that, that really is an extra deepening to the experience that I, um, hadn't expected and feel so like lucky to be experiencing for sure. It's um, when I when I started um, trying to think about what theology was, I wasn't really sure when I started seminary, and um, it that that has certainly grown. But it, theology is a really funny concept from a Unitarian Universalist perspective because uh, sometimes I would think that many of our congregants would think we don't we don't have a theology we don't believe in god i mean theo is god greek and it's greek roots so um i think part of the role of what we do uh in our ministry whether we're in a pulpit or not is let uh helping people understand that theology at least from our perspective is broader than just god it's it's a way um, you look at the world through a spiritual or connected lens. I think. What What do you What do you think about what theology at it, the word means in a UU context? Well, for one thing, I do want to say that, like, even with the God language, I feel like it can still work for almost all Unitarian Universalists because it depends on your because, because how one defines God is up to one's own, um, uh, it's, it's an optional thing. Like I can define God, how, what God is for me, which maybe is, is very likely going to be different than what God is for Carrie, than what God is for Anthony. And yet we can still have, um, still have an understanding for ourselves of God. So certainly for some people, the word God doesn't work for them, which may mean that theology doesn't work 
for them. But I just got finished leading a coming of age credo writing um, two day workshop. And one of the things that I actually said to these eighth and ninth graders was, um, we have a theology. Like this idea that you can believe whatever you want and be a Unitarian Universalist, that's just not really true. Like I grew up hearing that and grew up with, with adults not wanting to tell me what they believed because they didn't want to indoctrinate my little brain. Um, and I was growing up UU and it was really frustrating and other people of my generation that I've that grew up UU that I've talked to have been like, yeah, same thing happened to us. Like nobody wanted to tell us anything about like what they believed because they thought that then they would be telling us what to believe. And they said, just believe whatever you want. And if we asked a question like, well, what do you believe happens after you die? They would not answer. They would say, well, what do you think happens? <laughs> and so we had this like generations of UUs who grew up without any real grounding in our faith of Unitarian Universalism. Um, so I think that it's really important to grapple with that, with people of all ages and, and especially folks who come into our congregations who are coming from another religious background and don't, and, and, you know, don't, we, if we don't tell them what you use, what the UU theology is, then they, how will they ever know if they're UUs or not? So Megan and, and Carrie, I mean, if I'm hearing correctly, um, I think that what you're inviting us to contemplate is that actually theology differs in, term, in terms of the, its knowledge base, in terms of its interpretation and understanding in a way based on where we are coming from and our prior experiences and maybe book knowledge as well. I mean, does that kind of sound um, as a good um, understanding of what has been spoken so far? What, what comes to mind for me is that difference between the theology you were raised with and the theology that you say you have and the theology you actually live out in the world. And those can be three totally different things. Like I was raised Catholic. And so a lot of my um, growing up theology was based in the Christian Catholic dogma, even, even as much as I don't wanna say that that's true. Um, and so when the so when the chips are down, I want to pray, you know, and um, I don't, I don't even know if I'm praying to anything, but I still want to do it. So it's, it's just that weird thing. Like you can't, it's, it's all, I think we were talking about this last week about how you bring all of you into ministry. And I, it's really true with theology. And yet as uh, the longer I'm in seminary, the more in touch with, I, with, I get more in touch with what my theology really is for me now. And that's, and that's really cool. And then I think another thing, a uh, challenge in UU contexts coming back from theory to practice is um, I think sometimes UU congregations kind of get into the head part, but not into this practice part of it. Um, is that, is, what do you two think about that? I think that's a powerful framing, um, Carrie. I think that um, I used your, your metaphor, right? And it's how within our lived experience and our body, we come into spaces 
right? And we have the intellectual, the emotional, right? As well as different lenses that we utilize to interpret our surroundings and the way in which we respond. And I think that it's just so powerful to really have that understanding that, for example, theology is diverse in nature, right? And that an atheist can do theology, that a, um, a Roman Catholic, a Greek Orthodox, a Jew, um, or anything um, else in terms of identifiers, they can engage in this theological conversation because it's always the intellectual dimension, right? Theology in conversation with. And I think that that's when we then see the, the praxis of it, right? It's, I learned the theory, I learned the, the knowledge base, right? It comes through me. And then how is that then lived out in the different communities? And I think that that's where the beauty um, and the tension comes up between how do we learn, for example, the orthopraxis, right? The right way of practicing and then being challenged by the reality of how a community decides to interpret or live that out. And I think that that's where a whole broad of conversation um, arises. I feel like we could talk about this for like hours. I mean, I would hope so after yeah. all the training, I think that that should be at least one one tool in our in our arsenal, but I, I don't know. I would just hate to close um, without inviting again our audience to email us to send us information of how is this sitting with you. What questions are arising for you? What is your definition of theology? Right? What theologians? What philosophers um, are speaking to you? And what are some of those tensions that you might be wrestling with um, that, that are hopefully motivating you and pushing you to act in the world in ways that are life-giving and hopefully making you more aware of how we are so interconnected and implicated in the different ways in which we are creating a better world for all of us. And as a... Um... A, a little teaser, um, come back next week and I will share with you what I said to the coming of age kids in that credo writing retreat. Okay. And then you can tell me what you think about it. Cause probably you'll disagree on some level with what I said, which is also great because there's always more as you Unitarian Universalists, we are learning, we're growing, we're changing, we're evolving. Um, we are a process <laughs> theology religion and um, so in process and in covenant and in relationship and all of those things so can't wait to hear what you all think about these these things around you you and theology so reach out podcast at ccny.org uh, hope you have a great week and can't wait to um, check in with you, um, hear what you have to say. And one thing as we're going, um, if it's okay, I just wanted to mention that, um, you know, our, our hearts are certainly so broken over the, um, the, the recent killings of um, eight people, six of whom were Asian American. Um, and our hearts are definitely with the Asian, Asian American and Pacific Islander community. 
And, um, you know, just want to acknowledge that anti-Asian American um, hate crimes are up 150% in the uh, America's 16 largest cities. And that just, you know, I mean, thinking about thinking that that is bad is important. Talking about the fact that that is bad is important. And also we, we do need to take action. Um, and as a Unitarian Universalist, my faith certainly calls me to take action. Um, after doing a little bit of just, you know, a little bit of research, I see this organization called Hollaback and we can put the links in um, the show notes, but Hollaback offers free bystander trainings. So it really helps folks like learn what to say and what to do when they hear these hateful things um, happening or when they witness hateful things, um, how to be, you know, how to not be um, just, involved in that bystander effect, but to actually like help out in some way. Um, we can also donate money to Asian Americans Advancing Justice Atlanta, which is another organization we can put a link to. Um, and there's um, a, a pretty good thing um, written by, or great thing written by Michelle Kim on Medium. So I'll ask my colleagues to, we'll check those out and be sure that everyone agrees that we should post them in the, sh in the show notes and then we can do that. But, you know, we, uh, I've been reading Grace Lee Boggs' autobiography and there's something that she talks about a lot in there about how we must transform ourselves and our communities in order to transform society. So I just want to hold that and really, really like embody that and bring that in and feel what is that like? We must transform, we must transform ourselves and our communities if we want to transform society. Stay tuned and see you next week. Bye friends. <laughs>